Welcome to the Reader MF Book Podcast. I'm your host, Tay 2.0, joined by none other than Ebony, my friend, since I'm, um, what, 03? Yeah. Yes, 03. And, um, yeah. Okay, so we're going to jump right into it. And for our song, not song, for our icebreaker, Game Night, um, Ebony chose the film game. Um, and so how the film game works is you start off with like an actor or an actress or a movie and um, you have to keep it going from there. And if you get stumped, then you get a letter. Um, you typically will, you know, spell out film. So F-I-L-M. But for the sake of time or whatever, well, we'll see. Uh, I think we're just going to do F-I. We'll see. So, Ebony, you want to start? No, let you start it. <laughs> okay. So, um, I'll do an easy one. Denzel Washington. Training day. Training day. Um, <laughs> Man on fire. I think that's an F. And we got an F. Okay. So, um, let's see. So, I'll start it over. Gabrielle Union. Deliverance from Eva. Okay. Um, so many movies she's been in. So we can play that game. Bad Boys. Yes. Martin Lawrence. Big Mama's House. Nia Long. Love Jones. Lorenz Tate. Dear Presidents. Damn it. <laughs> Minister Society? I think he's in there. Is he in there? Okay, never mind. I'll think about their presidents. Okay, so I got an F. Go ahead, kick it off, Ebony. Um, let's see. Um, Samuel Jackson. Motherfucker snakes on this motherfucking plane. <laughs> <laughs> snakes on a plane. Um, Pulp Fiction. Oh God. Um, he was in this most recent um Avengers movie, right? What's it called? The one with all of them die. Yeah, he was just the <laughs> Avengers because he's a okay Nick Fury in the Avengers. Okay. Um, another Samuel L. Jackson movie, Black Snake Moan. Hmm. Yeah, why the movie with snakes? Huh? Janko. Leonardo DiCaprio. Titanic. Kate Winslet. Mm-mm, I love that. I think that's her name. Yeah, I'm sure it is, it. but when you get to white actress, um, I'll start with <laughs> <laughs> Okay. So yeah, I think that's it. Kate Winslet happens to be just to make sure. <laughs> so I'm pretty sure Ebony won. That's fine. So um, let's see. Now we move on to our book of the week. And I brought up Hocus Pocus. So, yes, I just cannot let go of my childhood. And I was in Target the other day and saw this book. And it actually says Hocus Pocus and the all-new sequel. So it has, like, the original witches on the front. It's like Sarah Jessica Parker. And I can't remember the other woman's names. Forgive oh. me. And then on the back, it has a sequel. And it looks like they got two black people. But they got some kinky, coily hair back here, which is cool. 
And so I started reading it um, literally the other day. We had a power outage. And it's pretty good. So it's cool to like reread it. Well, I never read it, but you know, read it and re envision the film and everything. So it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's available at Target, 20% off, Pocus Pocus, and the all new sequel. And they want to read that because who doesn't love Pocus Pocus? Exactly. So good. Even though, well, I think I probably brought it in October, but just started reading it. But yeah. And then Ebony brought up the Art of War. Now, Ebony, how did you even come across the Art of War? Never heard of it. Um, I've heard of it before over the years. Um, I'm trying to think. I think it might even been a movie with um, Wesley Snipes. Like, okay. Of the same, but completely different than the book. Um, okay. Actually, it was um, uh, one of my coworkers. He was like asking, "Oh, what type of books are you into?" So he brought it up, and he let me borrow it. Um, I haven't finished it yet. Um, it's not a long read, but just been busy, and it's by Sun Tzu. And it's pretty much, um, it's a Chinese. So the Art of War is by Sun Tzu. And it is a Chinese military uh, strategy book. And it pretty much goes over like different strategies, um, like I said, of the Art of War. Um, how the opponent thinks and uh, how to get your soldiers to think and to react and to move and it's pretty much become popular over the years because uh the text is also relatable to just the art of just interacting with people in general like on a business level mm. a lot of uh, business execs or whatever or business owners and corporations like i know it's definitely like a book that i i've heard is pretty popular amongst a lot of business people um, athletes, it kind of just gets you in that mindset of, you know, trying to outthink the opponent or outsmart okay. the opponent. That's what I was um, going to ask you, like, because you said it's philosophical, like, mm-hmm. but so it's talking about art, I'm sorry, the art of war literally, or does it talk about it philosophically in the book? Both. Both, okay. Gotcha. And then is this something that they, so Ebony is a um, member of the U.S. Army. So are you um reserves? Uh, yes, so I did six years with the Illinois Army National Guard, and I just reenlisted with the Army Reserves. Okay. And is it by chance anything that they like recommend that you guys read, or no? There's no like recommended readings. Not really. <laughs> okay. Not really. I mean, they have different correspondence courses and things like that, um, and then plus the regular training that they have us do, but. Not too many actual books. I mean, I'm sure if they're like on the officer level, okay. I'm sure like if you go through ROTC program, like they have those type of recommended books. But as far as on the lower enlisted level, like myself, <laughs> no. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So moving on to our um, Black Girl Magic. And I um, brought up Miss Marseille Martin. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. I don't know if it's Marseille or Marseille. I think it's Marseille. Um, for those of you who don't know her, she plays the youngest daughter on Blackish. And Miss Marseille Martin came up with the idea for the movie Little. And a preview of the trailer came out recently. Um, I believe Issa Rae is like one of the producers. She's also starring in a film alongside uh, Marseille and Regina Hall. 
and I saw the clip and I just thought it was hilarious and hopefully you guys um, will think so too. I'm going to play it for you and hopefully you can like visualize that it's just going to be a funny movie and I want everyone to see it when it comes out. So um, here's the clip. Taking ball studies on a warpath this morning. Every morning. No! Ding dong! Ding dong! Well, you always mean I got big and rich. I wish you were my age. Can I check you? I wish you were little. I told you, watch it. So that's all. That's what I brought up. I want you guys to go see it when it comes out. I'll be looking out for it. It looks like it's going to be hilarious. Big fan of Issa Rae and Awkward Black Girl and Insecure, of course. And Regina Hall deserves all the awards, all the flowers, because she's been slaying it for a while now. Yes. And then Black Boy Joy. And Ebony's going to lead us into this section. Okay. Well, just recently, I took my own 10-year-old son to this uh, mentor event called Black Boy Joy 2. And I found out about it. Um, a friend of his from Cub Scouts, uh, she's a close friends with the organizer. Um, he has a mentor, a nonprofit called the Urban Mail Network. And with the Urban Mail Network, it's just like a kind of big brother type of mentorship program where, you know, um, young black male adults, you know, mentor our youth. And he was also able to gather resources to host this event. So I'm assuming since it was Black Boy Joy 2 that they had one previously. So, uh, so we were able, we were fortunate and able to go to this event. It was held at the Croc Center. And it was really a good event. Um, there were like at least a hundred boys that were there. Uh, there were a lot of mentors that were there and they had different stations set up. And so it started off, you, you signed in, they had pizza, then they broke off into the different groups. So the first group, well, the first station, they, uh, they broke them off by having many numbers and they went inside of a classroom type of setting and they had the mentors speak with them. Not really sure what they spoke about because they put us moms out. <laughs> At least, I mean, my other family tried to go in. Like, no moms allowed. Hmm. So, you know, because of course it is for the boys and let them open up, you know, with, with their peers and, you know, people that look like them. So they had that. Then afterwards, they, it was like an open gym type of thing. One room they had basketball. Other room they had video games. And it was just a really good event. Uh, I think Damien even made, my son even made a couple of friends out of it. And so. Yeah, who else better to talk about Black Boy Joy than a black boy? Damien, fill the listeners in. What was the Black Boy Joy uh, experience like for you? It was um nice to uh, <laughs> uh, listen to people talk about what they, what they fear the most or, um, 
what they oh I um think that they um kept bottled up inside for some and and um I didn't really speak but uh it was nice it was nice to hear that um uh some of them had um fears but overcame them or um that they come We got you, we got you. That sounds really fun. You enjoyed it? Yeah, yeah. I like the pizza and like the popcorn they gave us. Yeah. And what games did you play? Uh I played the game with man like sumo suits. Sumo and suits. You guys like wrestling in the sumo suits? Yeah. That's cool. Like the really big ones you see on T V? Yeah. <laughs> did you get knocked down? Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you did? Uh they well they had like a, a game side like a whole bunch of different games like uh these old really old Nintendos. Oh really old uh, probably from my childhood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh with Xbox and Playstation too. Nice, nice. Okay, thanks Damien. High five. Good job. Oh, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, black boy. <laughs> okay, so now let's move into, oh, wait, mm, sorry, pause. Well, I almost, I almost forgot. Oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> so before we move on, speaking of black boy joy, I know that you all have heard, or I hope you have, the time has finally come. I put out a post when I saw this announcement. And I was halfway joking, but dead serious. I have prayed for this day since I was a 15-year-old girl, maybe 14, because I think it happened around that age, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when my heart was broken. And I found out that B2K had broken up. Uh, my world ended. So, Ebony, I don't know if you remember. I always bring this up whenever a conversation of B2K comes up. When this happened, first of all, I think I was like sleeping in my room. It was like the summertime, like the summer before freshman year, right? And I was obsessed. Like I wrote fan letters. I like had all of their posters, like all of the word up magazines, just everything. Cried, like called um, the local radio station to get tickets to the screen tour at the time. Didn't get them. My mom said they didn't got them. Only for them to freaking break up. Like later that summer. So I think I was like sleeping in my room. My older brother came to my room and like woke me up out of my sleep and was like, Tay, B2K broke up. I was like, what? <laughs> Tay, B2K broke up. No, they didn't. Yes, they did. No, they didn't. You're lying. <laughs> and I like okay. turned on the radio because I just could not believe it. And on the radio was just the funniest ish ever. Like, I think it was, let's say, like, GCI. And they just had, like, it was like someone had died. Mm -hmm. They just had, like, a whole probably hour or longer of just listeners calling in, mm -hmm. like, morning yes. together. Yes, like, and someone was on there, like, um, I'm going to jump off a bridge. <laughs> like, it was deep. Like, our hearts were broken. Our little teenage hearts were broken. Yes. Because, like, <laughs> yes, like, I mean, I think we all were probably fans of, like, NSYNC or Backstreet Boys, but these are black boys mm -hmm. that we loved and, like, our own boy band. Mm -hmm. Like, that was representation for us. Yeah, that's true. I think they were definitely important at the time. Even, like, in retrospect, a lot of people don't even realize it because I know growing up, our parents, they had new additions. Exactly. So, you know, we had B2K. Yeah. And even from new edition, when they broke up, they had Belle Biv DeVoe, at least. Yeah. 
And then I think the rumors were that like, oh, they're all going to pursue their individual careers. I remember like Omarion came onto 106 and Park with like his video for O or Touch, whatever his first single was. And he was like, well, you know, we just like all went off to college. It's like, you know, we all went off to college and we all picked different colleges. Like, nobody gonna hear that. <laughs> Where is it? And then I think You Got Served came out later that year. Mm-hmm. And they were like, boys for life in the, in the thing. I was like, y'all lied. You're not boys for life. You broke up. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, B2K is going on tour. Yes. Yes. And they will be in uh Chicago April. in April. So looking forward to it. Um, and they are taking on tour with them. Uh, Mario, Lloyd, um, Pretty Ricky. Yes, Pretty Ricky. And Pretty Ricky was somebody we should not have been listening to. But, you know, we were. Uh-huh. And they're back. And I'm just super excited. And I think there's somebody else, but I can't remember. Oh, like Bobby V is supposed to be there, too, I think. Um, I like Bobby Valentino. His music was good too. This was like the prime 106 and Park era. Yes. Yes. Like number one videos, the countdown where people actually called and voted online mm. for the videos. So I'm surprised they didn't have Bauer on that because he was popping in too, but yeah, I'm save him. <laughs> That's true. But I think like, um, like somebody had asked Bauer, like, how you feel about being left off the tour or whatever? Mm-hmm. And he said, um, that it's like an R&B tour. So he didn't really feel like he fit. I, I think guess. the Yin Yang twins are on it. Yes, this is true. <laughs> Which I thought that was a random pick. So maybe Bauer can get his act together. You know, More than likely. Up, so that's what I was probably thinking about. Probably thinking too good, too good for it. But anyway, I'm super excited. I'm ready to get my 15 year old life. And, uh, I'm so here for the nostalgia and the rebooting of all of this. Yes. And I'm on the what Win Trust Arena site now. Yes. Looking at these tickets, mm-hmm. getting our coins they together. Go from like one ninety three to five ninety one. Wow. You know what? Um one of our friends sent us sent me something earlier though. The tickets were like one hundred. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'll pay that. Cause it's like six X. Yeah. So but anyway. Okay, moving on to T V and film. Um, I for one am super excited about all of the Again, just childhood memories. We all just want to be kids forever, right? I'm super excited about Toy Story 4 and Aladdin, um, Lion King, mm-hmm. live action. I'm just here for all of it. So I can't wait till all of that comes out. And I hear that Toy Story 4, what's the guy who plays Woody? What's his name? Oh. I forget his name. But he um he had tweeted that, like, Basically, filming the last scene of Toy Story was really hard for him. Tom Hanks? Yes, Tom Hanks. He tweeted like it was really hard for him, and he was crying something. I don't know. So I'm ready for the emotions. I'm ready for the tears. (laughs) And uh, Ebony brought up Lucifer. And uh, while we were discussing this before we started recording, she brought up like the reason why I haven't watched it. You know, (laughs) in my little religious soul, uh, the title is Lucifer. I'm like, I'm not going to watch that. But anyway, Ebony watched it, and she likes it. Can you tell us more about it? Yeah, like I've, I think it's been out for a couple of years, and I just recently started watching it, just bored one day, which is rare. Um, but I felt the same way, like, Lucifer, this is blasphemous. Yes. I'm going to hell. <laughs> like, and even, doing it. and even watching it is like, like the TV show, I think that they're trying to like humanize okay. the character because, okay. like, you know, he is. From like the story sequence, he is on Earth, so 
so he is able like to interact with humans so he's mm. showing compassion and everything so I don't know like the whole humanizing aspect and it's like don't try to trick me <laughs> you know the thinking that you know Lucifer is the good guy but that's how a lot of movies are you know they always you know like a lot of TV shows mm-hmm. yeah. like the antagonist eventually becomes the protagonist mm. uh, eventually so that's kind of how this is kind of going it seems like but i know deep down you know they don't can't get me but i mean it's it's good for the entertainment <laughs> aspect i guess yeah um yeah it's it's just entertainment if you look at it as entertainment then yeah that's all that it is but i can still only deal with it in doses yeah um that i haven't binge watch i think it's i don't know how many seasons it is i think i'm only like on season two okay so i'm like paranoid about stuff like that and not even in a like serious way mm-hmm. but like i feel like i would be like doing a catholic crossover myself yeah um, not even like humanize some holy oil because <laughs> <laughs> not even like humanize a little bit like they're trying to take on the connotation that like it's not really like the devil was really you know because of course we all know well if you read the Bible or familiar with the Bible, you know Lucifer is a fallen angel right. from heaven. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much like they're trying to turn it into, you know, more of, okay, yeah, you're a fallen angel, but you're still an angel. And then you being sent to hell was more so of a job mm-hmm. than like a punishment. Okay. Because like his thing is like he hates God in the TV show because he felt that why did I have to be punished? So rule in hell, like I would have rather been serving in heaven. Mm. So that's like his whole, he has like daddy issues, like, because okay. no one else on the show, like, you know, the co-star and everything, they don't know his true self. So they just uh. think when he talks about, you know, old dad, when he do his old woe is me spiel, they're thinking he just has regular daddy issues. Okay. Interesting. Might have to get that a look. Yeah. Okay. Holy oil. <laughs> so moving on to our final section my drum roll the career corner okay so ebony you are a supply sergeant at a military academy correct yes what does your day-to-day look like um is there a typical day it's, it's pretty it's pretty typical okay. um I say it's it's a high school essentially it's a military academy um I just started there at the beginning of the school year uh so typically I know at the beginning of the school year it was pretty busy getting all of the freshman cadets in getting them sized and fitted for their uniforms because that's essentially their uniform for the week you know most schools now they have like a school uniform normally like a collar and whatever pants khaki pants but it's a military academy so they wear the military uniform okay um so i make sure they're all sized and fitted um, each cadet in the school um it's a little over 500 cadets in the school oh wow yeah, and close to 200 freshmen that came in mm-hmm. this year alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, well, like 150, 175, whatever. Um, but yeah, pretty much, yeah, my job is just to, at the beginning of the school year, make sure they're all sized and have everything that they need. And then throughout the school year, because they're still kids at the end of the day, you know, lose stuff. Look, yeah, they lose stuff, they grow out of stuff. Mm-hmm. 
the little patent leather shoes they rip mm. or tear. Um, so pretty much just restocking the inventory of uniforms, making sure they, they have what they need, um, awards um, that they receive, ribbons, uh, different drill competitions that they have. So pretty much anything that's related within like the military and the school itself, I'm just in charge of you know, inventory and gotcha. ordering and making sure everything is stocked and ready for the cadets. Cool, cool. And then Ebony also, um what um what um what have you done prior to your current job with some of the jobs you've had? Uh well before that, like we mentioned earlier said with the uh with the military itself, with the National Guard. Uh, my MOS with that is Human Resources or 42 Alpha. MOS for non-military people? Yeah, it's just my job. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, it's, uh, it's just my job, but which is Human Resources. Um, so typically with that, um, I think the last unit I was in had maybe 200 soldiers. Yeah. So I would just be in charge of all of their paperwork, um, pay, promotions, um, Different, like their LOD paperwork. Well, try not to use the terminology too much. Is that leave on duty? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so normally it's like, so if they're, uh, like, so if a soldier is injured, we will process their paperwork, mm-hmm. uh, make sure it is in their military records. Um, so, you know, once they, you know, if it does become an issue in the future, that's how a lot of Soldiers are able to get their VA benefits as well. Mm-hmm. They keep a, you know, paper a detailed, yeah, paper trail. That's okay. basically, um, so pretty much just, you know, paper pusher, but very important nonetheless. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Need all of that. Um, so for, um, the military, what, like, inspired you to join the military? Have you regretted it? Um, what would you give anybody? Any advice for anybody who's thinking, hmm, I wonder if the military is for me, mm-hmm. well, particularly the Army, I guess, since you're in the Army. Yeah, so actually, um, I have a lot of family on my mother's and father's side that is in the military. Um, my, um, my, my paternal grandmother and grandfather are both Army. Uh, my paternal and maternal uncle on my mom's and dad's side, my uncles. Uh, my dad uh, have aunts as well on my dad's side, uh, cousins, yeah, just a long list of military and different branches as well, uh, Navy, uh, mostly Navy, Air Force, and Army, uh, but don't have any family in the Marines that I know of, uh, but those are the main three, a majority are in the Army. So, and as currently as I have an aunt that retired from the Navy, I have an uncle in Texas that is a lieutenant colonel yeah. uh, in the Army Reserves. He was active duty, now he's Army Reserves. I have a cousin that's a captain in the Army Reserves currently. And so, again, I mentioned that I just transferred over to the Reserve side myself. Um, I don't regret it. Um, definitely for me, I needed, I don't know if I really needed it, but I did it. So I don't regret it at all. Uh, at the point that I was in my life, it, uh, I, I'm glad it was a great decision that I did make uh, because at that time I wasn't really happy with what I was doing. Oh, I wasn't really content. At the time I wanted to go to school, didn't know how to pay for it, mm-hmm. um, wasn't really that well versed on you know, college options. Um, and most of my family, military, none of them really 
you know, took the school straight route. school route. Gotcha. Uh, so, so I knew I wanted to go to school. Uh, I knew I, I, I do love learning. So that was just my way to fulfill my education, so to speak. And as far as the military itself, like most of my family, they didn't even believe I was going until I left oh, wow. because they were like, oh, she's prissy and she's not going That's and funny. hair done, nails done uh-huh. every two weeks and all of that. So um, so it was definitely um, a grateful experience. It was definitely a humbling experience mm-hmm. uh, being in the military. And so I don't regret it at all. And I tell even like the cadets at the school that if they feel, you know, if you don't have any plans after school, like you should always have a plan. Yeah. Um, if you don't have any plan at all, honestly say you might as well, you, you might as well just, you know, join, even if it's just, you know, the shortest term possible, you know, just to see if you like it or even if you join and, don't like it so much you get kicked out at least you can say you did it i'm not trying to think that anything is is better than nothing um now as far as on a political climate of course as far as joining that's definitely something that one would need to consider on the political side you know without getting too much into that but it's pros and cons to everything that you do in life so sure. i always encourage like the, the my cadets at the school like they ask me like oh you're in the military so i tell them my experience like i said if you don't have any other plans why not like especially like for the guys that like to you know want to figure oh i'm gonna sell drugs or do whatever and <laughs> Like I said, for the time that you might end up in jail for, you might as well just join the military. And get, <laughs> I mean, the, the boot camp phase, you know, they, they treat you like crap. It's not as bad as the movies with okay. the yelling and the spitting in your face and all that. It's not as bad as the movies, but, it's pretty close. you know, it, it's close. Okay. It's really close. <laughs> so if you want to do some things that might land you in jail, you know, and get and you know, have you in a situation where you're treated like you're nothing, I'd rather get paid for it, honestly. Mm-hmm. But at least you get paid for it, you get benefits at the end versus you out in the streets, you go to jail, you get treated like nothing, come home with an X on your back, and your life is pretty much downhill from there. Uh, I mean, people, of course, do change their lives around eventually. Yeah. You know, you can, but why not already start off on a positive note if you can? You know, everyone... You know, things happen in everyone's life, but, you know, if you can try to turn the odds in your favor as much as you can, then why not? Yeah. Okay, great advice, great advice. Now, Ebony, one of your many side hustles, (laughs) and this is not even a side hustle for you because this is like your baby, right? This is what um, you're branching off to, like, have your multiple streams of income. Mm -hmm. Joyful Noise Events. What is it? Yes, uh, Joyful Noise Events LLC. Oh, okay. okay. <laughs> uh, yes, it is a, well, I just started it last, in June mm-hmm. of 2018. Uh, it's a event planning business that I've started. Because um, over the years, I've always, you know, kind of been like the phone when I was trying to organize stuff as mm-hmm. far as events. We, you know, we was in high school, we had car parties and yep. even just something that simple. Mm-hmm. Um, to even my own son, like every single year, he's 10, every single year I've thrown a birthday party and each year the birthday party turns into a whole block club party and it's, it's grand and strangers, it's grand. yeah, strangers <laughs> stop by and 
you know, every August they stop. We coming to the party this mm-hmm. year, right? Because you know, and even like friends, and even I branched out to even my coworkers uh, from one of my previous jobs. Um, I've done things for them. And they were actually the ones, like, shout out to Pangea, mm-hmm. uh, my last job. A lot of them, they were kind of encouraging me to, oh, you know, you really do really good with the events, even like office parties. Mm-hmm. They kind of had me uh, pitch in and help with that a lot. So they're like, you know, you're really good at this. You know, you should turn it into a business. Um, so cause I've been hearing that a lot over the years. And I know I definitely do like it. And, you know, they say, you know, if you find something that you love to do, why not get paid paid for for it? For sure. So so that's where that came from. Uh, So, yeah, Joyful Noise Events. I just got my LLC. Uh, Well, well, this June will be a full year anniversary of it. Nice. And you're on Instagram. Yes, I am. At Joyful Noise Events? Yes. Okay. Yes, I do have an Instagram page, uh, Joyful Noise Events. And, yeah, I am going to work on a website. And everything else, uh, too. But pretty much right now, I'm just, I've, I've always done small parties, uh, for the most part, except for friends and relatives. I've definitely have been branching out as of lately to other clientele. And even just this past weekend, I coordinated a vendor fair. Yes. Um, cause also not just parties, just events, period. Mm-hmm. That's what I, I really want to do. You know, I'm a people person, uh, for the most part, like, not too many people that have ever met me say that they don't like me or my personality. So I was able to coordinate a vendor fair this past weekend. And, uh, of course, the weather wasn't the best. It was snowed the entire day. So it wasn't as a large of a turnout um, as we have wanted, but it was still definitely a success. Yeah, nonetheless successful. Yes, and it was way bigger than what I thought of. Um, I saw you had like AT and T there. How did you get like all of these vendors there? No clue. No. <laughs> like word of mouth. Yeah, honestly, uh, well, really, um, I did the ticket sales on Eventbrite. Okay. And um, you know, I paid for an ad through Facebook. Mm. You know, Instagram. Like I paid for those type of ads, mostly Eventbrite. And um, people were just. Booking their tickets. Yeah. Yeah. I know AT&T, they say, like, they have a quota themselves Mm. that they have to meet them at at different events that they actually have to sign up for. Gotcha. Um, It was a Nutrilite, some type of energy drink company. A Window Works came out. Um, It was a representative from Young Living. Um, Paparazzi, like, those small... Mm. um, Jewelry. Yeah, those independent distributor type of... Uh, companies that came out. There was a, a young woman who sold purses. So one lady who makes soaps and lotions and oils. Uh, one of my uh, one of my friends from the military, a military spouse. Yeah. Uh, she uh, sells uh, Arbonne, and then she makes paracord bracelets that are the cutest. So it was just I had a good. 14 vendors that came all together. Wow. And like I said, each of my, also this guy named Connie Caleb. He's a freelance artist mm-hmm. and he is awesome. Um, so he's on Instagram. All of, all of the vendors that were there, um, they're on social media. Um, I did shout them out on my Instagram page as well. Again, Joyful Noise Events, if you're interested in the vendors that came out. And, um, I said, even like I said, despite the weather, it was still a good event, all in all. Like, all of my vendors, um, they enjoyed themselves. Like, I had a raffle. Um, 
you know, we raffled off a TV mm. and a gift certificate to Fogo de Chow. Uh, so, like I said, it was so everybody walked away with something. Like at the end of the day, uh, each customer that came in, none of them walked out empty-handed. Like it was really something there that everyone, you I'm know, mm-hmm, it really was. So it was really a blessing. Like I know I cried like stress tears Aww. before, <laughs> and I definitely cried like happy, happy tears, tears afterwards. afterwards. That's great. So it was it was really a blessing. Um, so joyful noise. They definitely can't wait for the next event. And, you know, see where, you know, I definitely want to take it to the next level. Yes, girl. I'm going to be there with my author table next time. <laughs> yes. Yes. So I am so happy for you, Emmy. That was a great turnout. I'm glad you had this idea and you just went for it. And look what happened. Mm-hmm. Okay. I think that's all for this week. Thank you guys for listening. Um, Ebony, so we can find you at Joyful Noise Events on Instagram. You want to show your personal one too? Um, my regular Instagram. What is it? I think it's just my name, Ebony Davis. No. Ebony's not? No. Oh, actually, you know what? Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the business one, Joyful Noise Events. And then my personal one is Queen to be Eb, number two. Queen to be Eb. Okay. And so I'm going to share Ebony's uh, Instagram tags in the show notes. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Rita MF Book. Uh, if you enjoyed what you heard, please leave a five-star rating. If you didn't like what you heard, don't say nothing. Um, <laughs> please share it with a friend. Um, hit subscribe and spread a word so we can build our Read It MF book community. And I look forward to talking to you guys next time. Till next time, Read It MF book. Bye.